Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I need to have a rant. And I'm ranting all about the key pieces of diet advice that you should just completely ignore. My name is Kate Freeman and I've decided that this episode is going to be a therapy session for me because I'm feeling some rage about nutrition misinformation online and I just need to get it out. And I haven't had a rant day Tuesday at the Healthy Eating Clinic for a while. Rante Tuesday is what we used to have when we find that each lunchtime the team and I would be chatting around the crazy pieces of diet advice that either popped up in consultations with clients or that we saw online and we'd have a rant about them. And they're really good for the soul rants, like you just got to get it out. And so I just decided that this episode today was going to be my rant day Tuesday because it is Tuesday when you will be listening to this episode when it first comes out. Look, for those of you who are tuning into the Daily Dollop podcast before, hi, hello, welcome. I don't usually rant. I'm not usually this full of rage. I'm a really lovely, mellow person. I'm also currently receiving therapy for some emotional instability that I have and I will talk about that more on another episode. But I am a registered nutritionist, which means I'm a university qualified nutritionist and so it pains me, pains me to the core when I see really dumb information online or I have to argue with someone online about dumb pieces of nutrition advice. And so I just really want to go over some key pieces of diet advice that you might see pop up over winter and it'll become more intense over springtime because then of course you've got to get your bikini body ready right so all these things will pop up over spring and the marketing will ramp up and you'll just feel pressure to be half naked and look good and anyway I just want to just really beat the spring marketing and just get in there first so you hear me first so that you can just ignore all this information as it starts popping out but Fun fact about me just on the ranting is that I do get super annoyed when I hear people say that a thinner version of themselves is their best version of themselves. So when I hear people be like, oh, the best version of me is when I'm like lean and training and blah, 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 and I've got my six pack and I, I, I look thinner than what I am, that really bugs me because, yeah, maybe that is the best version of you, but I'd like to think that the best version of you isn't necessarily the thinner version. I'd like to think that the best version of me is the one who takes a more meaningful, like deeper approach to life, has positive relationships, who's working on their mental health, who's achieving their goals or content with not having to set and achieve goals and just being happy and grateful for what they've got. And I mentioned that I'm getting therapy. I am at the moment. I'm seeing a psychologist and talking through some issues. And that I feel, even just during that recently, I'm like, oh, I'm a better version of myself and I am not thinner compared to when I got that therapy. And so, of course, you know, the best version of you If that means that you're making healthy food choices that are sensible and balanced and sustainable, like what you'd learn listening to this show, and you do lose a bit of weight, 
amazing, but don't for a moment believe that the best version of you has to be a thinner version than you are now. So don't put that pressure on yourself. You can be a better version of you and literally be the same weight. And that is absolutely true. So let's get into my rant, guys, because I really need to get it out. And I actually have already taken up four minutes of this bloody podcast blabbing on about my fun fact. Can you feel the rage in me? I don't know. It's there. I can feel it. Okay. So diet advice to ignore. The first thing that really gets my goat is just random crazy crap that I see. Like one thing I saw in this popular health magazine was that drinking tea helps you lose weight. Now I drink tea every day. And in fact, during winter, so one of the key ways I hydrate myself is with like a black tea, just a tea bag in water. Cause I like the warm water and the taste of the tea. And I'm not great at drinking water in winter, but according to this recent article in this popular health magazine, the remnants of tea remain in your intestinal tract and the, the good bacteria feed on the the remnant, the tea remnant, and that can help promote a healthy weight. And I'd just like to know, just so you're aware, that the concentration of said particles in tea is so minuscule that any remnant that may be left and its effect on the bacteria in your gut is completely negligible. Like seriously, drink tea 100% if you enjoy it, but it is not the miracle weight loss product that you are looking for. Oh, the next thing that really irritates me so much is evidence And I've got inverted commas fingers when I say evidence-based detoxes. So I was on LinkedIn the other day and this apparently qualified person, she shared her new detox program. So she was a nutritionist, gone to university. I'm like, bloody hell, lady. She says her new evidence-based detox, which she says, she's like, my my detox is evidence-based. But the thing is, right? Just because you say it's evidence-based doesn't actually mean it is. And there were no scientific studies in her article offering the evidence that detoxing was necessary or that her detox did all the things she claimed it did. She also couldn't articulate exactly what toxins were being removed by her detox or how her detox removes these toxins. So for the record, right, when you drink a smoothie, for example – a fruit smoothie, a vegetable fruit smoothie, a dairy smoothie, right? Things blended in a blender. Whether they're called a detox smoothie or not, right? When it goes into your stomach, like all the other foods do when you eat them, it gets digested with acid, very strong acid, mind you, as well. Very strong acid, lots of hydrogen ions, enzymes broken down into smaller nutrients so they're absorbed into the bloodstream. So how exactly does that detox you and How exactly is that different from all the other things that you ate? Hmm. And if you don't know, and if they don't know, then let's move on from this. Evidence base. So the next thing is, oh, the thin teas. So for the reasons listed above, right, as well as the detoxes stuff that I have talked about, you don't need to do a 14-day thin tea detox. You cannot undo inconsistent eating patterns of consuming more energy than your body needs and poor diet quality in that you're not getting enough nutrients into your diet and lots of ultra processed foods. You can't undo all that by drinking a special tea. Now there's one entrepreneur who made millions of dollars from selling us skinny tea. And the thing is, right, qualified health professionals, and I've been accused of this before, get accused of profiteering by asking their clients to come back for another session for more education and support because we couldn't change them in one hour, right? 
And, and trust me, we're not making millions of dollars by doing that. But we know that we can't change a lifetime of poor eating habits in just one hour and we genuinely want to help you. And then there's people who aren't qualified selling you literally something that she just made up to make money off. No evidence, nothing, no ethical constraints. There's no accountability. She's not governed by a a governing body, right? And no one has has a girl at her. In fact, everybody bloody buys it. Um, Do you know, also... I was chatting to one of the interns. So we've got some university interns at the Healthy Eating Clinic doing a nutrition internship with me. And we were just chatting about nutrition misinformation because they're actually both doing research. One's doing adaptogens and the other's doing the alkaline diet. So stay tuned for episodes on those topics. I'm going to I'm gonna bring them out soon. Oh, I've, I think that's why I feel rage today is because we talked about these things today. But anyway... One of the interns, her mum is an ICU nurse, so intensive care unit nurse, and she sees young women hospitalised regularly for drinking these teas because they're laxatives and they are really dangerous, if particularly if you overuse them. And so, oh, anyway, you don't need a, a thin tea or a skinny tea or a detox tea, right? Just drink, just drink tea as part of your diet, right? Just regular tea. But, oh, cross. Another thing is crystal infused water. Seriously, you don't need, no, don't put rocks in your drink bottle. I mean, you can if you want to, but nothing magical would happen by doing that. Even if it's a special kind of rock, just drink your water regularly, build a habit of drinking water first over other drinks, stay hydrated, stay hydrated and healthy without being crazy with rocks in your drink bottle. Don't need crystal infused water. You're like, You'll be good. You'll be good without that. Oh, the next one is these keto cycling plans. So the thing that I've noticed about the diet industry is because there's a lot of qualified people like myself and others online who are known as being anti-diet and we talk about ditching diet culture and building healthy eating habits and being more sustainable is that the diet industry is catching on to this and starting to pull this messaging into their bloody diets. I'm sorry for saying bloody, into their jolly golly diets. And I've seen one and they do keto cycling. So basically this means that on their special keto plan that you follow the keto diet for, you know, a couple of weeks and then you start to come off the diet and just take a break from the diet for a little bit before you then go back on to keto. So essentially they're promoting a fad diet cycle, be on the diet, be off the diet. I'm just like... What are you people doing? How is this mm, helpful? In fact, even more confusing. So you cycle on and off this keto diet. Oh, yeah, anyway, I think you know what I think about losing weight, that you're better off learning how to lose weight in the same way that you intend on maintaining it. I mean, unless you do want to cycle on and off the keto diet for the rest of your life, but I I hazard a guess that this would be problematic for you, your relationship with food, your ability to manage your carbohydrate intake and get some kind of just, you know, good healthy habits into your life. The next dodgy piece of advice that you can completely ignore is that you must cut out grains and dairy to be healthy. Now, paleo, thank God, is definitely not trending anymore. It's a fad that has come and gone. Bless it. But 
cutting out these key food groups is still commonly touted as one of the best ways to lose weight and be healthy, especially among clean eating circles. Sometimes we have people that come from seeing a naturopath and literally no joke, every single person that has seen a naturopath and then come and seen me for advice has been like come with their, you know, unique set of symptoms, saw the naturopath, the naturopath was like cut out grains and dairy. Second person has a totally different set of symptoms, go just to the naturopath, the naturopath is like cut out grains and dairy. Like I was just like, do these guys have any, you know, more original pieces of advice and I don't want to lump all naturopaths into the same bucket. But unfortunately, I've experienced a lot of poor advice come out from people who are trying to cut these food groups out and their symptoms actually don't improve because it's highly likely that grains and dairy weren't actually the problem. And maybe there's something else going on. Oftentimes, just improving overall diet quality can help someone feel a lot better within themselves without having to cut out anything. I've been eating grains and dairy my whole life and nothing bad has ever happened to me. Now that's anecdotal evidence, which is my personal testimony. But often these places use anecdotal evidence to sell it to you. Oh, I cut out grains and dairy and I felt incredible. My brain fog went away, right? Well, if we're going to listen to their anecdotal evidence, then we need to listen to all anecdotal evidence. And mine is that I don't experience any of these symptoms and I eat grains and dairy every single day. And that's because, you know, my health and my weight isn't dependent on individual foods. It's actually my health and my weight is the result of my diet as a whole over the long term. Of course, if you're allergic to different foods or you're intolerant to particular food groups, then you don't want to be eating them. But don't just cut out whole food groups with no legitimate reason. You actually don't need to. You'd be better off focusing your efforts on what to eat, including more foods in your diet, than stressing about trying to cut particular food groups out. Another piece of advice, super quickly, because golly, 15 minutes goes fast. Hey, Dave, he's my producer which he doesn't like when I, my podcast gets too long. And I try really hard to not let it go too long. So stop talking about this, Kate. Um, gut health. The next one is gut health is reliant on consuming fermented foods. False. You actually don't need kefir, kombucha and other fermented foods to have a healthy gut. They're not hurting you. So if you're eating them, great, but you don't need them. The best way to boost your gut health is to consume a diet rich in whole Minimally processed plant foods such as vegetables, fruit, whole grains, legumes, nuts and seeds. These foods feed your gut bacteria, create soft bulky poos that are easy to pass and help you feel full and satisfied on a lower amount of energy which also helps with weight management. The evidence that fermented foods and bacteria cultures in them survive the acidity of the stomach And the gastrointestinal tract is very limited. They might help, they might not. We actually don't know. And so anything making huge claims about that is just sort of making it up because we really don't know. I don't know about you, really, but I'd rather put my effort into consistently doing something that was proven to boost my gut health, like eating more fruits and vegetables, than to focus on a small trending diet fad that may or may not make a difference. Well, thank you for enduring my rant today. I promise I'll be in a much better mood tomorrow. That is it for today's episode and we will catch you later. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. 
My Healthy Eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.